0: and we ride back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Titanium, and you're back at the Common Sense and Some Nonsense podcast. So this week, I legitimately thought that there would be no episode, but I'm sitting here recording on Thursday, and I was like, you know what, eff it. I'm going to do an episode. So what happened this past week? Um. Oh, Independence Day. Independence Day for Nigeria. So, how old are we now? Four? Oh, sorry. Sixty. We're actually 60 years old. And can you tell me what this 60-year-old has done? Um, Nothing much to write home about. You know what? I'm at this point where I don't even care anymore. Like, I'm a Canadian citizen now. Like, Canada doesn't know yet, but I'm already a Canadian citizen, so... I don't even stress myself. You know what? When I think about Nigeria, I just think, we should sell this country to the Chinese. I mean, at least those people know what they're doing. Like, they make iPhones. And that's what I'm recording on. Those people make iPhones. They know what they're doing. And also, they know how to get their children to work. While your child is busy crying about Cartoon Network and Rice Krispies and all that child stuff, there are children in China going to work right now creating iPhones. Now ask your kid, how many iPhones have you made today? They are making iPhones that mommy is using for OnlyFans. Like, those children are the blueprint for the world. <laughs> Of course, I'm not for child labor, but I'm just saying, those people have their shit together. We don't. Look at this country. Now we're fighting, what, SARS? How many times are we going to fight SARS? This is like the, what, fourth year in a row that we have done end SARS. And they always say they will end SARS, but they actually never end SARS. So these people are just basically armed robbers in police uniform. But we're just supposed to just nod and say, okay, like, um, okay. These people will stop you, make up some nonsense reason, and then walk you to an ATM and have you pay them some money or you do a bank transfer to them. How is that not robbery? Like, somebody please explain this to me. Like, I don't know, in a logical working society, I feel like every cop that stops you, you should be able to see their badge number and see their name and be able to freely collect that name and badge number so that you can report the quality of their service. But of course, this is Nigeria. We we are so in love with authority. We're so in love with the idea of respect that we do not even care if this authority does their jobs properly. We can't even tell our parents that, oh, dad, I don't think oh, what you did here was right. Like... We can't tell our moms, I don't agree with this. So this is like, like in the past few episodes, I did what the culture of disrespect. And this is just another, another wave in this breed of nonsense. This breed of nonsense. So there's really nothing to celebrate. There's absolutely nothing to celebrate about us being 60. Like I live in an area where, a lot of rich people live, not because I'm rich, but because I live with um, family. And in that area that a lot of rich people live, you see cars like Range Rovers, you see cars like Benzes. But if you look at the road, the road is terrible. I've actually seen a Bentley on this road before. And I'm like, of all these riches that you people have, that you have people have a mass. You people can't come together and do the road. Apparently, you can't even a rich man can't even wake up in Nigeria and say he wants to do the road in front of his house. You know why? Because the local government gets money to do that road every year. And those people are taking those monies and eating it. So the money for the road. If you fix the road, that money doesn't come back because technically they don't need to maintain the road because the road is already good. So they have a vested interest in the fact that this road is not good. How is this supposed to be a functioning society? You know what? I actually believe that this country was not built to succeed. That's my thought. Like, a nation of... I don't even know how many um, ethnic groups we have in this, but it's close to 300 or 400. I'm sure somebody who's like a, what, social studies major or something like that is going to correct me, like, oh, there are 556 um, ethnicities in Nigeria. I get it, but that's besides the point. The point I'm trying to make is that this nation was mapped out as a company. The Europeans came in and mapped it out and named it Nigeria area, which was converted into Nigeria. They mapped it out, and this was like a company. They, um, what's his name, Lord Lugard, combined the North and the South, amalgamated it in what, 1914. I think I still know some history. And then it became the Nigeria. There is no nation with so many ideological differences in the people that are in that nation that can succeed. It's just not possible. Look at the greatest nations. Those are nations that you can look at your neighbor and trust your neighbor. I always used to say to some of my friends that tribalism and racism are sisters or brothers, whichever one you want to for the feminists come after me. But racism and tribalism our brothers and sisters, because we're basically discriminating because of what another person has different from us. So you're like, oh, you're from this tribe. You're not from my tribe. Therefore, it's me against you. You're of this color. You're not my color. So therefore, it's me against you. It's such a human thing and it's such a stupid thing because together, if we actually like look beyond our ethnic differences... We can make this thing work. But the problem is, if you really, look, if you really want to be honest, Yoruba people don't trust Igbo people. If, like, There's so many divisions in our tribes. We already have like stereotypes of each tribe, and we use that stereotype to reinforce why we don't like certain people. And if we can use that to reinforce why we don't like certain people, we can never grow as a society. It's just not possible. Like, everybody's always fighting over um, whose turn is it to be president. Oh, yeah, the North did it. The North has had four years, so the South should have four years, and then the East should have four years. And I'm like, in a country where everybody... every it's It's like, look at America now. America has its split difference. It's Democrat and Republican. But the thing is... With Democrat, you know the talking points. You know it's pro-choice. You know it's um, more um, more regulation. You know it's um, more um, social justice issues. You know it's more civil rights issues. And if you're Republican, you know it's um, less government. You know it's um, pro-life. You know it's anti-gay most of the time, and just traditional quote-unquote, traditional marriage values. Like, that's what Republican and Democrat is. So, even though um, when a Democrat president is in, you know that more of the Democratic agenda is going to be tried to be um, laid down but still they have checks and balances in which the Senate might be Republican and the Senate is going to try and balance out everything that the president tries to do. So in that way, everybody is still fairly represented. It's not a perfect system, but I hope you're seeing what I'm getting at. In Nigeria, first of all, APC and PDP are two sides of the same coin. Like, If I can switch from one party to another party without butting an eye, that means there is no ideological differences in between those two parties. I don't know how many times I've said this, but I think we keep need to saying this. We keep need... I keep need to... Wait, I've lost my English. I need to keep saying this. Like, what does PDP stand for? PDP only stands for change when APC is in power. So... Excuse me, what is that change? And we're going to do it differently. You guys cannot give us a 10-point agenda of what you people want to do. You just come and say, and we give these people the opportunity to do this rubbish because I guess that's just how it is. Like I said, I don't even know why I'm stressing myself. I'm Canadian. I don't care. I actually started this NYSE thing. I actually did this because... Um you cannot run for public office without actually doing your NYC. But now I just did NYC just like after doing this my NYC I've realized that this country is not worth saving. I'm sorry. I don't I know it sounds like a really harsh thing to say, but n- it really is. It just isn't worth saving. We can pray and just like focus on trying to go to heaven. That's cool. But saving this country to move it into a direction where it's, it functions. It's not worthy. Because first of all, the old generation, the ones that are really us now, they're corrupt. The younger generation, people my age, unfortunately, we're corrupt as well. So who's going to save Nigeria, our children? The people who are training the children, who are going to be the leaders of tomorrow, are corrupt too. So tomorrow is just going to be as corrupt as today. I don't get it. I don't understand. It, it deeply annoys me. It deeply pisses me off, but it is what it is. It just is what it is. And SARS, by the way, and SARS. I, I don't know if I said that before in this thing, but and SARS. Like, police in general are just known for abusing power. Like, you give somebody small power over you and just watch how they abuse it. It's ridiculous. It's actually very, very ridiculous. Shout out to the um, good, quote-unquote, good police officers that go out there and do their jobs. I know there are some of you out there, but if the entire system that employed you is corrupt, then I'm looking at the system, I'm not looking at you. If you are wearing a Nazi uniform... I am not looking at the content of your character. I am looking at your uniform. So you have to change the connotation of the uniform first before I can respect what you do. That is just a fact. But then again, this country is lawless. So people who are supposed to be enforcing the law don't observe the law anyway. Nigeria is perfect if you're rich because you have to follow zero amount of rules. It's actually perfect. Like you live by yourself, you provide your own light, you provide your water, you provide your, your housing, and if you ever get into any legal trouble, you can pay your way out of it. The Senate president, I hope I'm getting this correctly, the Senate president went to jail for corruption. He was supposed to spend, what, 12 years? He spent six months, came out, and he's still the Senate president. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that the beauty of what we call a democracy in Nigeria? It's perfect. It makes so much sense. And this is why Nigeria is going to thrive as a country. (laughs) Of course, I'm joking. Of course, this nation is doomed. And what we could do is be on our knees and pray, asking for God to help us. But here's the thing, though, is that God doesn't work without agents of human hands. So if we're not ready to do the dirty work, then we should stop stressing God with our prayers for change for Nigeria, because it's not going to change. I'm sorry, I'm just very pessimistic on this. Um, on this podcast, but I'm just angry. I am just pissed off. But then again, it is what it is. Thank you. Y'all for listening to me just rant. It's titanium again. And this has been the Common Sense and Some Nonsense podcast. Have a beautiful weekend. (sighs) Have a beautiful weekend.